All right, good morning, everybody. Hope you got your big old cups of coffee. That way we can dive in and talk the top 10 trending crypto articles of the day, in my unprofessional opinion. All right, first things first, thanks to all those who have subscribed. You don't know what it means to me. I really do appreciate it. And anything I talk about today, article-wise, you can find a link down in the description, so that way you can check them out for yourselves. So, all right, let's hop into article number one, Cardano. Can't stop talking about it. Gotta love it or hate it. Doesn't matter. It's in the news. <clears throat> so, Cardano is still successfully on schedule. Bam. So, the hard fork for July the 29th is still on. On August of the 18th, all stake pool operators and pioneers will migrate to the Shelly mainnet and start producing blocks. This is one of the most important and difficult steps, so Hoskinson is marking this date as an important milestone in a new video update. I agree that is a massive, massive move, and if they can pull it off, which they seem pretty confident they're going to be able to do, I'm sure there will be bugs, I'm sure there will be issues, but this team has been demonstrating pretty well lately that they can work through things in a very timely manner. So I am quite excited for how this is going to go. But we're not just here to talk about Shelly. We're here to talk about what comes after Shelly, which is an ERC-20 converter and DAP programming. So Hoskinson adds that further listings at exchanges will follow in August, bringing fresh capital to the market and Cardano hopefully helping the price out in the long term. He's also commissioned an external company to program an ERC-20 converter that can be used to migrate tokens from the Ethereum network to the Cardano network. So he has taken a little uh, side snipe at old Vitalik over there trying to get some of them sweet, sweet dApps over to Cardano. Uh, pretty good for him. So the test phase for... <laughs> For all this will start in September and last until October, as this new infrastructure will be built on a solid foundation. By December, December, developers will be able to create, test, and execute smart contracts. The Plutus team and the Gogan development team will also launch valuable dApps that will perform useful functions within the ecosystem. Oh yeah, after Shelly, Gogan is the name of the game. Once you're decentralized and you got your proof of stake going and you get smart contracts up, I really, really do think... Ethereum's going to need to really watch out. I know they're established. They've got first mover advantage and all this stuff, but this coin is the best in my opinion, and I say that as someone who loves Ethereum and my biggest bags are in Ethereum. I just want to let you know, I do hold Cardano too, but I'm really liking what they're, they're doing Cardano-wise right now, and Ethereum's needs to drop to their phase zero of ethereum 2.0 like now it, it needs to happen very soon so uh the cardano team work according to the motto acid the slogan stands for adoption collaborate collaboration incentives and deployment each person or company that wants to create a dap on cardano receives professional help from the cardano foundation and the community at every step of the process there we go uh, and just so you guys all know, Hoskinson has already announced a few months ago that he could leave Cardano at some point to allow the ecosystem to function in a completely decentralized way. You know, I do think that'll be the right thing for the very long term of Cardano is for him to step away because he'll 
his voice and his opinion will always carry significant weight on the network and the community for many, many years to come because of his status <laughs> as basically the lead developer and inventor. So, however, he did explain this will only happen once all planned projects and milestones have been reached, and it is ensured that all planned resources will function completely autonomously and error-free. So, I don't think he's leaving anytime soon. Cardano does have a very robust development schedule, and he seems to be really enjoying himself in developing it. So, I feel like he's saying that, but then he'll end up being on the project for possibly the next decade. That's just my opinion. I could be completely wrong. He might take his Ferrari and Lambos and go home. And that's fine. He's done a lot for the space. And if after Cardano's up and running, he wants to take a step back and enjoy his life, that is his absolute right. And you know, all we can do is thank him for all he did. So let's hop over and talk about number two. Uh, Chainlink getting a bit of a pullback right now. Uh, it's impressive run hit an all-time high of $8.92, uh, but they're thinking the pullback could be to $7.65 or all the way to $6.82, um, possibly around 5 bucks. but they don't think that's the case. So the month of July has been an eventful one for old Link. Link opened the month at a value of $4.65, which was just a few sh cents shy of their previous all-time high. Since then, Chainlink has continued to provide gains for investors, reaching a new all-time high, as we've said above, on the 15th of July, with a, an increment of a 91.8% return in a two-week period. But such with all parabolic moves by digital assets in the crypto markets, Link is facing a bit of a pullback. That's perfectly normal, perfectly natural. Um, I would not panic too much, Linkies, uh, the good old Link Marines. So, but there is a bit of controversy that came into this. Two days ago, a report was published by Zeus Capital that has labeled the Chainlink project as vaporware. However, the document has since been pulled off the web, which provides fuel to the theory that it was published with malicious intent. Um, so while they're in the middle of a natural pullback, Link is, there's not really any evidence that the report did anything. I don't even remember a news article or any headlines about the report. So I'm not thinking it really affected too much. But one theory circulating on Twitter is that the authors of the 60-page report probably placed short orders on Link and then leaked the report in an attempt to capitalize on the selling that would soon follow. The theory implicates another crypto project as ordering, orchestrating the authorship of the FUD-loaded report. Yeah, and the rumor is going around that it seems to possibly be uh, Nexo is behind the fake Chainlink Zeus FUD paper and that they are the ones shorting Link before that, and I think it should be shared. If it's true, it would be absolutely ridiculous, which I really do hope it's not true um, because I, I like Nexo. I hold Nexo. I think they're doing decent things in the space, and this seems very out of character for the the image they put out there. So I'm, while the rumor, it needs to be stated, it needs to be talked about, and if it comes out being true, I'll be very disappointed. But honestly, if you ask me, if it comes back, it will, and it does involve Nexo, it will probably be, be people who work at Nexo rather than the company itself. I find it very hard to believe that a company would authorize something like this. But I could definitely see a couple, you know, 
high-level executives who got together and pushed this out there using their Nexo resources to make it happen. In which case, all Nexo is going to have to do is can them people, apologize, dust itself off, and move on. That remains to be seen. But regardless, it doesn't seem like this article actually really affected anything anyways. Um, Link, when you rise that high, when you almost double in two weeks, there's going to be some pullback. There's just no no other way to say it. Um, So this is fine. Uh, Chainlink still has amazing prospects for its future. I am still flabbergasted by this coin. It drives me insane. Should have got into it when all them Link Marines were telling me to. So, alrighty, let's hop over to number three. Old Binance coin. They burned 3,477,388 BNB worth about 60.5 million. They destroyed their um, BNB every quarter to boost price of their native cryptocurrency, but the burn did not boost the price of this token. According to this article, I disagree. I've actually got a pair of articles talking about BNB today, so we'll get into that in the, in the next one. But yeah, so it's an Ethereum-based ERC-20 token. It's used as a medium of exchange on Binance. You can use it to you know, get discounts on transaction fees and a whole other host of different things. So it's the 12th quarterly burn. It's part of the exchange's strategy to cut its supply in half to 100 million coins. So yeah, the burns, they're there to reduce supply. Um, in its white paper, Binance says it burns for... it says for burns it uses 20 percent of its profits to buy binance coin on the open market and burn them up to a maximum of 50 percent of its supply there you go so it seems the price didn't boost bnb it did not uh saying the tokens value is down one and a half percent in the past 24 hours according to coin market cap data the price of bnb is worth currently for this article 17 dollars and five cents uh, this latest burn did happen during the month of the exchange's third anniversary, so old CEO CZ, or Chengpeng Zhao, said in his announcement that he can't deny a proud feeling. He listed the exchange's latest achievements in the post, highlighting that Binance Futures maintained its status as a top crypto futures exchange and that fiat to crypto channels have been enhanced. Yep, they're doing good things. You know, they're saying, you know, it didn't really boost the price, but then we got to hop over here to this other article here and talk about Binance Coin retesting $19 on prospects of a new IEO. So, yeah, old CZ again hinted at the possibility of a new IEO crowdfunding event via the Binance Launchpad. Mr. Zhao made these comments via Twitter, where he explained the team at Binance was reviewing a few strong projects and that a decision on which will grace the IEO platform will be announced soon. So, yeah, Binance has this launch pad where, you know, different crypto projects can put themselves up to receive, you know, funding and then crowdfunding from, you know, other people on Binance. The team at Binance will review potentially hundreds of applications and they'll, you know, decide on one. And then investors can buy into it knowing that it's probably going to have good returns because it's been reviewed by a bunch of highly respected people. Uh, So, yeah, the last IEO crowdfunding event on Launchpad was Cartesi, which was held on the 22nd of April. To note, 
is that IEO events on the Binance Launchpad only accept Binance Coin as the choice asset for participation. This means eventual investors of the IEO in the pipeline will soon start accumulating Binance Coin to claim their tickets. Additionally, savvy traders who trade based on major crypto events will ride along and place BNB long positions. So yeah, trading volume is in the green, indicating that Binance Coin buying has already begun. Uh, Binance Coin reversed its pullback and went as high as $17.98 after CZ's tweet, um, Binance Coin's current price is $17.84 and it is above the 50, 100, and 200 day moving averages, showing it's in a bullish environment. In fact, let's drop over here. It looks like Binance Coin's currently number eight by market cap, $17.86. Now here's the thing with these two articles. One says we just they burned $60 million of the coin, the price didn't go up, and the other one's saying, well, the price is going up because, uh, because of this old IEO. Personally, I think it's a bit of both. I think the coin burn had a bit of a delayed reaction, and then this announcement of the IEO is contributing to this almost dollar increase in Binance's price. Um, so that's my personal opinion. I think Decrypt's wrong on this one in the other article, which, you know, that being said, they're still an awesome news source, and I actually really like them. Um, but yeah, I disagree with them on this one. I think. This IEO plus the coin burn is what's contributing to this move up. Ooh, get yourself a nice little mobile home. Gotta love internet ads. Okay, so yeah, pretty interesting. I'll be uh, keeping an eye on things. I'm not gonna lie, I have zero money right now, so I really can't be buying into anything, but it's gonna be cool to watch from the sidelines and I'll be cheering everyone on who wants to participate in their IEO. All right finishing uh, our article five a uh, bitcoin price chart suggests this 9k deadlock may finally end next week i don't have high hopes personally but whatever so the price of bitcoin has been continuing the previous week's weaknesses as the support of 9,000 has been tested many 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 times however the market itself is not acting bearish because altcoins such as doge i don't think doge is a good example are surging left and right you know let's say cardano neo not Neo, Cardano, Chainlink, uh, Tezos has been having some good days, Verge, <laughs> VeChain, things like that. All right. Um, so yeah, Bitcoin is acting on final levels for support to justify bull scenarios. The price has been consolidating. There's an argument to be made that the price is making consistent higher lows since March 12th. This most recent low is in the area of 87 to 8900 and that's the bullish case however the price has been dropping since its peak high at $10,300 and has been making lower highs since so obviously you can see no one in the technical report space knows what to do because it's showing signs of both bullish and bearish problems so Bitcoin is currently above the 100 and 200 day moving averages the same time the crucial support level of 87 to 8900 is still holding and also established a smaller support level at 9,050 and 9,100, which is where it's currently sitting at. Uh, the potential ascending triangle is ready to form if the price of Bitcoin breaks above 9,300 in the short term. Honestly, guys, this article goes on and on and on and on, and it's just they don't know. Bitcoin is behaving in a very, very, very strange way right now. Uh, doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It's 
it's weird because it seems to be paired with the stock market, but then enough people know that it's a deflationary asset, that if it drops down too low, people start buying it, and it's just kind of maintaining this almost stable coin-like existence, which is really weird to me. Crypto, The crypto space is typically very fast-moving, and to have uh, Bitcoin just kind of sitting there doing nothing, it unsettles me even more than a massive pump or a massive dump would. Because at least if it dropped down to three grand, I knew it was doing something. Like, this is very un-Bitcoin of it, and it makes me nervous, and I'm sure it makes some of you nervous, but we'll see what happens. All righty. Just like that, we are halfway there. Let's take a break, stand up, stretch, go get yourself a refill on that coffee cup, and we'll jump into the back five. All right, let's hop over, talk about Ethereum, and what in the world is going to go on with it in DeFi. So, of course, not a day goes by without someone shilling something related to good old decentralized finance. It's being touted as being bigger than the 2017 altcoin boom. When you look at things like the monstrous tether market cap, the recent surge in price of Chainlink, as well as the DeFi platform Celsius, recently exceeding $1 billion in crypto deposits, it's clear that these claims uh, got some uh, chutzpah to them. So yeah, I mean, you can earn up to, you know, 8% interest on USDT a year or, you know, potentially risk using losing 11% on Bitcoin in a day. I mean, not right now how Bitcoin's moving, but, you know. So Ethereum looks like it's trading at the bottom of its current channel. Yes, more technical analysis um, on the daily chart. In other words, this paints a picture of a 50% upside and a 3% downside. Well, this is only one view and by no means a guarantee of what will happen in the immediate future it signals to this person that ethereum's ether token could potentially be staging its comeback without ethereum you wouldn't have the majority of DeFi platforms smart contracts or altcoins that might give you insane returns if you pick the right one like old chain link so yeah bitcoin like ethereum i think it's like 10 billion dollars worth of DeFi projects are on top of Ethereum right now. It's got strong technical indicators going for it. Honestly, I really think the only thing holding it back is everyone's just so annoyed with the delays of Ethereum 2.0's phase zero. Honestly, I think if that gets announced, that will release so much FUD that I honestly think 400 is a reasonable price for uh, Ethereum. God, we need a crazy monstrous run give me some of that 1k ethereum i miss so much really use it right now <laughs> really good so but yeah didn't want to talk about ethereum for too long just because i i'll go off on long little tangents so jumping dropping oh, jumping geez i need more of that good old coffee jumping over to number seven joe biden just revealed how much bitcoin he <laughs> he owns uh, hackers said they would send Bitcoin back from Joe Biden's Twitter account. Turns out uh, he doesn't have any. He actually revealed that via Twitter. So, yeah, um, there we go. I don't have Bitcoin. I'll never ask you to send me anything. Uh, but if you want to chip in to make Donald Trump a one-term president, you can do that here. Okay. Uh, so Biden revealed the fact on tweet on Thursday, cleaning up some of the mess left behind by the Twitter hack that we just can't stop talking about. 
So Bitcoin's Biden's Bitcoin clarification tweet is also, also included a link to the campaign's donation page. True to his word, the campaign only accepts donation in USD. Uh, many other prominent Twitter users outside the crypto sphere have discussed their Bitcoin holdings in the past. Uh, Elon Musk, you know, who was another victim of this uh, hack earlier this year, revealed the size of his holdings around 2,500, while Mark Cuban discussed a small accumulation in a recent podcast, 130 bucks. Oh man, other Democratic candidates have had more to say about it. Uh, Andrew Yang, back in the day, announced he'd accept it. He was the old uh, universal basic income bro, which um, that's kind of what's going on right now with unemployment in the States. Like, if you can't work, have this much money a week, and that's the only thing keeping the economy afloat right now. So yeah, woo! All right, we'll see how this goes. Uh, Donald Trump himself is not a fan of Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrencies, which is weird for me to, for a Republican not to be down with it, but Trump is his own man. Biden doesn't seem to be um, down with it either. So as I like to say, old men, rich old men being rich old men. And most rich old men are white. So don't know what to tell you. Old, out of touch, white men. Alrighty, so... Let's not worry about who's going to be the president in November, because that's a whole other ball of wax. Jump over to number eight. So, Canadian regulator has accused CoinSquare of wash trading. Yeah, so the Canadian regulator on Ontario Securities Commission, the OSC, I actually like that acronym, has accused embattled exchange CoinSquare of market manipulation and misleading clients about trading volumes in the complaint OSC said Diamond directed Rosslyn. Oh man, they're going. Oh boy, so Rosslyn. <laughs> um, so yeah, Virginia Rosslyn, CEO Cole Diamond, and Chief Compliance Officer Felix Mazer as respondents. Oh dear lord, wash trading and a hack. Yeah, so uh, Diamond directed Rosslyn to inflate trading numbers in March of 2018. Uh, his solution that allowed the exchange to begin wash trading. Um, that refers to artificially inflating trading volumes by executing large market trades into their own orders, so it seems like large transactions occurred, but no assets changed hands. It's uh, very, very sneaky, sneaky, and very underhanded, and this accusation ain't gonna help CoinSquare at all. Like, I do not know what else to tell you. If you use CoinSquare, time to get out of going square at least in the short term um just in case they pull a <laughs> pull um got a bit connect and absolutely collapsed so alrighty. so analyst says uh, article 9 talking about some of these altcoins gain 40 times on bitcoin but can they challenge ethereum so they're calling it this uh, CEO, this crypto analyst Nicholas Merton, is calling it the protocol wars. Oh yeah, the host notes that Cardano, EOS, Neo, Tezos, and Cosmos are deploying promising metrics and should continue to perform well into the next year. Um, yeah, they're going to have higher levels compared to Bitcoin a year from now, and then the way now than where they are right now let's just get that off the table probably the vast majority keeping that in mind though whether or not we can actually get some fundamental development 
on these chains is going to be the question we need to get answered in order to see if it's going to do a 2x or a 3x against Bitcoin or if a variety of protocol plays are going to do a 10, 20, 30, 40 times. Because this time around, it's not just speculation. There needs to be a bit of fundamentals with it. There really does. Quite frankly, a lot of blockchain protocols simply have one thing missing that Ethereum has hand in hand, and that is a developer ecosystem. That is what Cardano is doing their darndest to chip away at. And if they can, they're going to challenge Ethereum. I'm just saying that. But uh, EOS, NEO, Tezos, and Cosmos have some strong stuff going for them. Um, I'm less bullish on, you know, EOS and NEO. Personally, Tezos has got some decent stuff going for it. Cosmos is probably the most promising of the bunch, in my opinion. But again, that's just my opinion. So, yeah, that was article number nine. Let's move on to ten, the last one. Oh, Ripple's CEO is in awe of China's crypto and blockchain re-approach. Honestly, I kind of am too, and I hate China. Not like in a racist way, but like their government literally has people in camps right now. Look, Google Uyghur, U-I-G-H-A-R. Yeah. So, their regulatory approach to blockchain and cryptocurrencies is not going unnoticed. It's caught the attention of Brad Garlinghouse, Ripple's CEO. He said China is ahead of the U.S. when it comes to regulatory aspects of the of disruptive sector. Oh yeah, his comments come as the Far Eastern superpower, I think that's fair at this point, has already begun trials of its digital currency. Similarly, blockchain-based infrastructure is also undergoing advanced testing in Hangzhou, Shenzhen, and Hainan. As we all know, China has quite the crypto dominance. Uh, in some ways, I'm in awe of it, said Garlinghouse in the fireside chat, adding, these technologies may, in fact, be very foundational for the future of how financial systems work. They want to make sure that they have capabilities at the heart of them. To explain, he turned to China's control, largely speaking, legally speaking, um, over Bitcoin and Ethereum in the country. Chinese miners, he said, dominate the Bitcoin and Ethereum hash rates as of today. Uh, and then he goes on to state, 25 years ago, the United States was a leader in making the Internet what it is today. But part of that came from regulatory clarity, and China has that for crypto, and the U.S. does not. They just don't. So, they want to become a global blockchain hub, China does, by 2022. So, at this point, honestly, it's probably too late for the United States to catch up. We're worrying a lot about corona right now. Uh, development for the future is not on our minds, and we're going to lose out because of it. I'm incredibly bullish on China's prospects for the future because of their investments in blockchain technology, because I believe in blockchain technology so strongly and what it can do for our future that it just astounds me that more people aren't paying attention to this. More people aren't, you know, trying to get into the game. Like, it just, it blows my mind. But... Uh, yeah, so, all right, that would be all 10 articles for the day. If you made it this far, I really do appreciate it. Please, you know, subscribe. Check out the links down in the description. Um, you guys are the bright spot in my day. I really enjoy doing this and having fun and interacting with you guys in the comments. Um, yeah, otherwise, it's been pretty dull around here. Don't really see other human beings. Wife got laid off, so she's not happy 
or a single income household, so I'm not happy. Um, but yeah, enough about that. Market-wise, um, not a crazy amount of movement in the top 10 overall. It's red today, but mostly red with less than a percent. Bitcoin Cash is down 1.2, Cardano's up 0.8, Bitcoin SV is down 1.7, Binance Coin's up about 4.5, Chainlink's down by a percent right now, and Litecoin's down by a percent. And that's the that rounds out the top 10. Uh, let's see, moving on to the next one, just looking down the line. Yeah, it's a pretty blah day. NEM's up 10%, Aave's up 13%, and Aave's has a quite nice incline that, uh, yeah, been doing it for them. Trying to, trying to see, just scrolling through the rest, not too much going on. So, yeah, that'll do it for the day. Um, I'll be talking to all of you tomorrow, and as always, thank you, thank you, thank you, and I'll be seeing you soon.